You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's brought to you by Michelob Ultra because it's only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, and it's only worth it if you enjoy it. We'll name our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. It's the last one we're giving out in just a moment. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them, and you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at not of the scribe. So we were going to do a mailbag today, but instead we're going to try to do something different. We'll answer some questions with David making an appearance tomorrow. Every other Friday, David Walker, the OG, he joins us on Locked on Hornets. So we'll answer some of those questions with him, which means you can write your questions into any one of us. His Twitter handle is at David B. Walker. If you want some shoe questions, if you want some attire cues, whatever you want, you could do a AMA. Ask us anything. Ask me anything. I, I swear I know what me and us uh, begins with. Uh, you can do any of that stuff and make sure you send in your questions. We'll be happy to answer them tomorrow. But first, we got to go with one last Michelob Ultra player of the week. Nada Locked On has partnered with Michelob Ultra to create a custom segment across the NBA titled Ultra Player of the Week. Each week, hosts will identify the one player from their team that made the big play, got you on your feet, cheering for your team, ultimately sparking one of the three key emotions, joy, happiness, or enjoyment. This uh, I don't know if anybody felt that this week, but maybe we can. Oh, no, no, no. Joy. Jo- joy. <laughs> the only person that even mentioned joy was JB in his exit press, press conference. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And he said it with a scowl, too. I don't, I don't know if we felt any of that, but who is the person that got us closest to that? And since Michelob Ultra evokes joy, we're going to go with Miles Bridges as the player of the week who has given us so much joy, at least this year, even though enjoyment isn't the end of the game, it's the whole game. Miles gave us a ton of enjoyment this entire season. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy or do you get blown out by the Indiana Pacers and still try to find some joy? Either way, Miles Bridges is our Michelob Ultra player of the week. Really the only guy to give it to other than maybe Cody Zeller, Nada. once again. Maybe. I put his name into consideration. You go seven of seven from the field, create a couple of Indiana turnovers, do that defensive job against Sabonis like he did early on. I think Cody honestly was also extremely deserving. And I know that you are not one to shy away from narrative-based voting in this type of award giving. And yes, Cody Zeller yes, yes, being yes. in his last game, in my opinion, will transition to that soon. But Cody Zeller, having played his last game with Charlotte, maybe this would have been a good way to send him out. No, this would have been a good way to send him out with a nice Michelob Ultra that he probably wouldn't drink. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, honestly, the I was tempted to go Cody Zeller because I'm not afraid of going narrative-based because I think sometimes we we forget that this is entertainment and that, all oh, yeah, we might want to go by the narrative because the narrative is fairly entertaining. I just got to go with Miles because if we're going to talk about the last week, since the last time we delivered this award, which was last Wednesday, you have the Knicks game in which Miles was very, very clutch. He showed up in he showed up in the Wizards game for as much as he did, and then he was him and Cody Zeller were the only two guys that really cared to have any kind of fight in this playing game. So. If you're going to give me this over the span of the week, it's going to have to be Miles Bridges. Cody Zeller came close. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. 
I'm te- I was tempted. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Miles Bridges just did more over, over the span of the type period. And at this point, I want to call this the Miles Bridges Michelob Player of the Week thing. It, it's the Miles Bridges Invitational in the second half of the season. So we got a question. I, I maybe want to answer just one question that was thrown to us in the mailbag. And yeah, let's do it. Uh, it was a question. I need to look up who asked it. We'll give you credit here in just a second. But I just remember the question first and foremost. It was about Miles becoming a vocal leader and whether he will become more one next season. Oh, that's Cal, that's, that's Cal Richardson. Okay. Again, Cal Richardson's one of, again, one of the homies. Uh, yeah, sure. I so, just wanted to make sure that I was going to get that handle right. But yes, that was a good question. But also, I don't even think we have to wait. It happened this year. We saw Miles become a vocal leader. Yeah. We saw it in the pregame interviews, the preseason interviews. We saw it in the exit interviews. We saw it all throughout the year. And that's what even James Borrego said. It was, uh, I believe, James Plowright asked this question to... Um, to James Borrego saying, hey, you talked about guys needing to step up and needing to step up as leaders. Who did that? First guy James Borrego mentioned was Miles being more vocal. Mentioned Terry and Gordon and Cody in their own way, right? But the first name that popped up in Borrego's head, it was Miles Bridges for being a vocal leader and also playing well this past season. So I just thought that's something that is apparent to us. And also it's the first thing their head coach goes to. Yeah, like, honestly, like, this was the year that Miles Bridges grew up, quite honestly. And it, I'm not saying he wasn't mature this, that, and the third, but for an NBA player, for an NBA leader, for a guy that I feel pretty good saying, okay, he's one of those guys you're going to build around this franchise for the next five to seven years. Like, there was, a, he took a lot of steps forward. He grew up a lot, and I just really appreciate the growth. And, again, you got Borrego shouting him out. Like, first thing, like you said, first thing, first name coming out of his mouth. And, like, I just mm. really, it, it goes back to just me really appreciating what Miles did this year, despite the fact when he was scoring only five or when he was th- scoring 35. Like, that was, he gave you the same amount of effort. It was just a matter of the shots falling in the second half and being asked to do more and stepping up a lot more. Yeah, I totally agree. And maybe we'll just answer one more question here just because it wasn't truly a mailbag question. You're getting greedy here. I, I know. I'm sorry. It just has to do with Miles, and I want to make sure that we get in. It makes sense to go with a Miles segment if we started off with a Miles segment. So 704 Money Bags on Twitter. <laughs> These are our listeners. Oh, he writes man. in, so a couple of weeks ago, I asked not to describe if Miles takes another step the off se- this offseason and Gordon takes another step back. Is there any chance Gordon is the most expensive sixth man in the NBA next year? He said, no way possible. What do you think? I responded with, no, it won't happen because Borrego himself has discussed how much he's liked Miles at the four. So you could see Miles start maybe to his point, not I do think that you could see Miles start next year, but Gordon won't come off mm-hmm. of the bench. What say you about that whole situation now that you have a little bit more freedom to speak without the Twitter character limit. Let me put it this way. The day we see a $30 million bench player is the day we see this coach coach get fired. Like, like it's just that. <laughs> I really don't think that there's any chance because after a while, there. It, it, one thing I think we kind of underplay sometimes is that there is a salary, when there's a salary hi- hierarchy, you're gonna get your minutes. You're gonna start. Well, I mean, except because for Batum. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like that happened with Batum. Fair, 
fair. But again, how how badly did that have to go first? And, and that's true. Before? That's true. I just think, and it won't go that badly with Gordon. So yeah, you're right. Probably that point is moot, but it did happen with Nick Batum and where they just were like, all right, we're done. Like, well, we're not going to put him out there on the court anymore. So I, I guess, yeah, to your point, even if you have Gordon take a step back, what does that look like? He shot 47, 48% from the field before he went out and still even above 40% from three. Are you talking about 37% from three and 45% from the field? That's still a starter. Uh, and, and Gordon wasn't as aggressive and wasn't finding his shot as w- when he, when he went down with that injury, he still is going to be one of the top five players on this team next year. If, if miles takes yes. a step up, Gordon takes a step back. Doesn't matter. Gordon is still going to be one of the top five players. So understandable question. Miles was really good. We can try to figure out how to get him in the starting lineup. If we want to, it does not come at the expense of one Gordon Hayward RockAuto.com uh, is one reason to repair and maintain your cars because it's a way to save money that you you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or your food. So why would you choose to spend up to 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and you can go there right now, rockauto.com, to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So again, I ask, why do you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to Rock rockauto.com right now see all the parts available in your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com let's get to some cody zeller audio coming up next on the uh locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets we said it monday they lost to the pips they didn't lose to gladys knight they lost to the right. pips they lost to the backup band they lost to Steve. Now, granted, depending on the backup band, that that's still a impressive backup band. If it's like Stevie Wonder's backup band, then yeah, it's awesome. But if it's I was like gonna say. Kings, of, <laughs> Kings of Leon backup band, totally different. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? Well, you should. We talk about them enough. And if you haven't ordered a box of Built Bars yet, then I don't know what you're waiting for. So many great flavors. And also, it's good for you. High protein, high fiber, low calorie, low sugar. Best of all, uh, they are so, so damn tasty. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, now let's move on to Cody Zeller because in the exit interviews yesterday, we'll have some rolling in today so we can even address that Friday or Monday. But I thought there were two most interesting ones and I think they might have even been back to back. It was among the two. It was among the free agents on this roster. Cody Zeller was one uh, that spoke about impending free agency quite a bit, took long winded answers, although very detailed, made it very clear what he values. Rick Bennell asked him, what are you looking for in free agency, essentially? And he said, I want to be valued. Cody Zeller said, I, I, this is what I want. And, and here I even have the audio. I'll play it right now. I think I want to be somewhere that, that I'm valued. I'm not a rim protector. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to make, you know, four or five threes a game. I've had my, my fair share of injuries. So, yeah, I mean, you hear of all things that I'm not, but, you know, what I am, I think I can bring a lot to a winning team. I think the team plays well when I'm on the court. So I think, I think I just want to be somewhere that, 
that that part of it is valued. So Nada, he says he wants to be valued, and he says that uh, the things he doesn't do, he mentions them, rim protection. He mentions, I'm never going to hit five threes a game. But it feels like I'm always talked about the things I don't do. And then when you look at the things I contribute out there on the court, it's basically, he didn't say this, but it's a lot of the little things, the rim running, um, not afraid to put my body on the line. And he also was very clear to say, when I play, the team performs better, which has been true. That's just statistically true. And we mentioned that yesterday about Cody Zeller and he wants to be valued. He even says, I've even made enough money in my career that I'm going to go to a place that I can go win. Even if that means being a backup center. I mean, not a, he addressed all of that stuff. You just, I mean, he, he talked about all of that. He gone. Cody ain't playing here. Jay, Cody is Cody is so far gone. Borrego clearly because even the stuff that Cody has talked about how that maybe he doesn't uh, doesn't protect the rim at a high level and doesn't hit threes. James Brago has specifically valued certainly rim protection and the way that Cody's talking, the only way that would save him is how much he loves Charlotte and Borrego realizes, man, we need some big man depth. Cody, we actually do want you back and we're going to play you. I, and I don't even know if that convincing would, would work on Cody just because he knows what it's been the past. Yeah, three at years. this point, I think Cody, like I think Cody knows he's gone. Like Cody's known he's gone for quite a bit, yeah. and when you say you want to be valued, you you bring up the fact that James Brago's been very, very how would I say this pointed about the set, the qualities he looks for in the center, and that essentially Brago doesn't again that Cody doesn't fit that. So at some point, like you can only take so many subliminal shots, so many messages through the media about what. Borrego's looking for, like, there's only so many shots that Cody Zeller could take. So, quite honestly, like, we all know he was gone. I knew he was gone for a little bit. Like, we kind of knew. And you know what? At the same time, like, he put a nice little exclamation point on how his tenure as ends. And it's like we talked about. We don't need necessarily need to put a jersey up for him. But if he got, like, one of those little Hornets honeycombs for what he's done in this town... <laughs> I wouldn't be upset. Like, would you be upset by that? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. We should start putting the names in little cells of the honeycomb and the cells of the hive as to honor some of these guys that have been here for a while. I don't even know if, if we could give that to Cody, but Cody is one of those guys for us. Not like he's man. He's just never been on a great team. Nope. You know, he played for the Bobcats. That's who he was drafted by. Cody Zeller was always someone that was injury laden. And it's, it's unfortunate that he had suffered so many injuries in his career, but he's right. When he's been on the court, this team has been better and it, it people can Doug Branson for one, you want the total points. You want all the rebounds. You want the block shots. Um, but the team has just performed better. You know, he's a smart basketball player and he also is pretty damn physical <laughs> and he's, he's always been one to die for the loose balls. And yeah, it sounds cliche, but the numbers also point to this team just performing better with him on the court. And it's unfortunate that it, it comes to an end like this where he plays well, but they just get destroyed. And not a, another thing he mentioned real quickly was how he, he kind of wants to go to a winning team. Cody wants to win, I think now. And, and, and he discussed how they've been a younger team the past couple of years where he's been the veteran and it was vice versa 
where he was a young gun when he came on the team, you already had some guys here, like even Akimba, even if he was younger, but Al Jefferson was on the squad. So Cody, I think he's ready to go do the Al Jefferson thing signed with a team that has a shot to win. Right. I I think Marv, the Marvin Williams thing, you know, go with the bucks, except Cody isn't at the very end of his career. So I think he signs with a contender somewhere is a backup center that can come in for you and be a positive player for you in a pinch. That's where he's going no, absolutely up. like i again the way you describe this press conference because I, unfortunately i caught the borrego one i missed this cody zeller one but the way it's described i, I mean it almost sounds like cody zeller's been listening to some mary j blodge like i was your lover and your secretary and he's just gonna mm. go find someone that loves him that just loves <laughs> the, he wants love walker and i don't blame mm-hmm. him so he wants to feel loved well, by his employer. He want again. He wants no more drama in his life. He wants that real love. Yeah, that's what he wants right now. So I don't blame him. Well, well, and you have somebody else I think singing that same tune. We're going to get to it in the next segment. But first, Bet Online is in full force. Baseball season also is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. You head to the website, or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code Locked on Malik Monk had the other interesting interview, maybe even a little bit more. So we talk about it next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. You have gone to that in an after school special show (laughs) and you've gone to that in a shoe show with David Walker, the OG. You have gone back to the clerk's well for so many different references. It's quite impressive because here's the thing, though. Clerks, clerks one and clerks two tell you everything you need to know about the service industry and for the most part about life. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Today on the Locked On Today pod, Steph Curry wasn't enough for the Warriors against the Lakers. You can get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today pod. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Nada, Malik Monk, he also had some similar comments as he enters restricted free agency, a little different from Cody Zeller. But Rick Bennell, same question, asked Malik Monk, what does he value? heading into the open market. Just being wanted. I never, like you said, it's my first time ever uh, experiencing anything like this, but I got a great support system and team behind me to help me make decisions like this. So I'm very, very comfortable, very happy at at, that spot I am right now. But just just being wanted, man, I want to just feel wanted. That's it. All right. So Malik says he just wants to be wanted. And he was answering this question, smiling from ear to ear saying he's got that support system, right? He just said it. You heard the soundbite and that he's in a very comfortable situation. So Malik also is welcome to come back. or, or, I don't know if he's welcome. He's saying he's welcoming to the idea of coming back as long as he is somewhat valued like Cody Zeller was talking about. Here's another exchange I want to play. So this is all set up by Rick Bennell mentioning to Malik. James Borrego's comments earlier this year, how, remember, Borrego was talking about 
he himself becoming a better coach to Malik, understanding Malik better and also coaching him better on the floor as to not just pulling him and putting him on the bench as soon as Malik would make one mistake and that he would allow him more playing time playing through some of those mistakes. So that's what Rick Bennell basically set up this entire situation with. I'll even play some of the next uh, reiteration of what Rick was trying to say. I'll play that whole exchange. But this was that exchange with that being the table setter. I'll not answer that. Uh Cause I play, I think I play less, a, a little bit less than this year than la- um, last year. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, like I said, I had limited time. So I, I just try to, I knew, I knew I had limited time um, where I was playing a lot. That's cool. I just got the sense that he sort of understood you as a person better. It's, oh, it's- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely this year. Um, we had a lot more conversations. I took your question wrong. My bad. Um, yeah. We had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of conversations. Um, just me and him together way more than, than the last couple of years. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, look, Malik fumbling over himself saying like, man, I don't, I don't know if uh, I'm on the same page with Borrego in that regard. Like, Oh, I, he even got his minutes. T- I even got my minutes taken away at the end of the season. Not it's exactly what yeah, I said, like, you know, like yeah. it, I mean, Malik feels the same way. And, and and that's what kind of struck me with Borrego's comments saying, you know, I learned how to coach Malik and okay. You know, at some point, the dude was flames and you had to play him. And when he wasn't and he didn't have a good shooting night or he didn't have maybe three, there was three games in a row or something where his shooting just wasn't there. Then you put him on the bench and he fell out of the rotation, as we saw after he came back from injury. And Malik was feeling that. And and so then Rick obviously prefaced it. Well, just even understanding you better. Malik was like, oh, okay, yeah, my bad. I didn't understand the question. Yeah, you know, we definitely talked a lot more this year. You know, we definitely had a lot more conversations like that. That's Malik not agreeing with Borrego's comments, but also just not want to put him on blast. And so him being caught in that situation, what did you make uh, of Malik's comments yesterday about wanting to feel wanted himself? Do you know who that sounded like? This sounded a lot like Who's Dwayne that? Bacon's comments last year. It sounded it a lot. It was very, very familiar. And this fe- feels like the purging of all the Rich Cho guys is is at hand at this point. Like, if you were part of the previous regime, you do not have a place here anymore. It's time to move on, and it's time for the four pillars to be built upon new ground. And unfortunately... <laughs> For uh, uh, like literally, unfortunately for Malik, unfortunately for Cody Zeller, they don't fit the plans. And you know what? I told people at the beginning of this year, enjoy this season for what it is, because after this year, it's going to change. I'm not saying I knew that this was coming, but there were certain things that you could feel in the air. Cody Zeller possibly being gone was something that we talked about ad nauseum to start the season. Well, we talked about him even like we had talked about him being trade bait for so long. And then I thought, well, what are the chances he comes back? Because he had played well. He meant a lot to this team. And then eventually he falls out of favor again. And, you know, it's just not happening with Borrego. But you're right. Like, it seemed like he's going to be gone for a while. And then at the same time, like Malik was a do they trust him? Do they not trust him? Do they like a lot of this feels like these decisions were made a while ago. And granted, did Malik do a lot to help himself? First stretch, yes. But do I think that his last stretch where he was clearly forcing stuff and clearly just wasn't trusted to do anything, do I think that hurt his money? Yeah. Do I think he's going to be back? 
It's a, it's possible. It's possible. But yeah, I see. I don't. I don't think so. I I, I think with everything we hear James Borrego say about Devonte Graham. I just never, I, I, you can try to listen for anything to take away detailed of what James Borrego says about these players. And he loves himself some Devonte, which is yeah. totally understandable. You know, he's a smart basketball player. He, you know, I guess gutty, like whatever you want to put. I don't know if you want to put some cliches on it, but James Borrego feels comfortable having the basketball in Devonte's hands. And he clearly does not as much with Malik. And he also is not a Mitch Kupchak, James Borrego guy. So you're right. Cody Zeller gone. Then you have Malik Monk. In my opinion, you're going to have to choose between the two. I don't think both of them come back. So the only way that Malik would come back, in my opinion, is if there are some low ball offers out there out on the open market. Malik doesn't have a choice but to come back because the Hornets are like, all right, yeah, we'll go ahead and match that. I thought it was going to go more for that. And Devonte is the one that's getting a ton of money out there. And they just, at some point it makes too much financial sense to keep Malik over Devonte. That's the only way though. If they had their choice, I mean, not a, I think it, I think it's Devonte pretty oh, clearly over, over Malik. That, but I also yeah. think that the way this is going, I'm not sure Malik's going to get the offers that you think he is. Like, I think they qualify, like, I think they qualify Malik. After that, I don't know. Like the, it, someone could offer a decent a decent amount of money, and they'll be like, "Now nah, we're good." But for me, I just like I feel like Malik's gone. But I think there's like a 15 percent chance he comes back. Whereas with Cody Zeller, I know he's gone. Like that's the difference. Like, yeah, there's a fifteen percent difference. Now, granted, fifteen ain't that much on the grand scheme of things. But depending on the, how the market goes, Malik could be back. There's no chance that Cody's Zeller. You know, the, you know, the other thing is, I think both of those comments were enlightening as to what was happening behind closed doors with what their true feelings were. And, and I, I've talked about this a lot. I think James Borrego is excellent at communicating everybody's role. And I, I think, you know, Borrego, he, he likes what he likes, man. I mean, he likes rim protection. You know, he, that's what he wants. That's his philosophy. I think, having Cody out there, you could try to do some things that match his skill set, but he likes what he likes and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that he hates Cody. Doesn't mean that he really dislikes Malik. It just means that he doesn't fit his basketball mindset. Neither of those players fit James Brago's basketball mindset. And I think those guys, even if it was a well-communicated role, you could tell behind closed doors, I think with some of these comments, like, yeah, they weren't exactly happy. You know, Malik wasn't happy. Cody, I don't think Cody no, was happy. No, no. He I mean, made that like, very, and, very clear. And Cody, yeah, Cody's Cody's going to go out there and he's going to do what's asked of him because that's what Cody is. But he, again, he, he said it himself. He wants to be valued. I thought those were the two most interesting interviews. We've got plenty more to get to over the course of next week. And remember, David Walker should be joining us. We haven't talked to him about it, but that's what's on the schedule. So we'll just go ahead and assume we'll speak for him. David Walker going to be joining us tomorrow and we can take some of your questions sent into the mailbag episode. That'll do it for Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again for joining us on the Lockdown Hornets podcast and the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now tell your smart device, play the most recent episode Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan Lockdown Today, really any show on the Lockdown Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.